Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. On today's podcast, my guest is comedian and co-host of the Dollop podcast, Gareth Reynolds. My name is Justin Hamilton, and one day I reckon I'll book Jose for Big Squid. Welcome to the podcast. This is a uh, fun chat with Gareth Reynolds. It's always a fun chat with Gareth. And it's, uh, look, something I need to just point out is that this was recorded the day after the slap that reverberated around the world, the Will Smith debacle at the Oscars. And so there's a little bit of a chat about that up the top, and then we move on to other topics. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you might be listening to it and thinking, why are they talking about this like it just happened and isn't the biggest topic in the world for the past 10 days? And that makes sense. It just it will sound a little bit out of context. And don't get me wrong, I know there are actually bigger topics in the world, ranging from climate change to the war in the Ukraine to an election coming up. Like, there's actual important topics. But let's be honest, this is all people are talking about. And even when they're not talking about it, they're talking about how they don't want to talk about it. I've had phone calls from people that I haven't heard from in years who just want to talk about it. It's insane. And to be honest... I reckon we're probably concentrating on it because you know what it is? It's more fun than all that other stuff, which is really scary, terrifying and overwhelming. So anyway, that's just a little bit of an idea for you to work out uh, where we're at when we're discussing this. But it doesn't take up that long in the podcast, to be honest. So there you go. Uh, Look, a few things before I bring Gareth in. I'm back doing some gigs, actually. I'm doing gigs in Sydney this week, and uh, I'm at the store hosting uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
And then uh, I will be in Adelaide on the 3rd of June. It's my first gig in Adelaide. Far out. Um, Maybe 18 months, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it's been 18 months since I've been to Adelaide. Uh, Well, at least been to Adelaide and done a gig. So if you would like to come along on June 3rd, head over to Adelaide Comedy for more details. And... Just for Big Squid listeners, we're going to do a Big Squid ticket prize. So, this is just for uh, you and me uh, and, you know, let's just keep it between us. Uh, If you're listening to the podcast, you'll be across it. Uh, it, Maybe if you want one of your friends to use it, tell them they have to subscribe. (laughs) There we go. We'll buy their love. But uh, to get a cheaper ticket, just use the password of Hamo. It will be the big squid topic. And uh, I was going to make it a little bit more creative, but let's be honest, when it gets too creative, nobody can remember what it is and then uh, it gets a bit frustrating. So uh, to get a cheaper ticket, a big squid ticket, at this gig on the 3rd of June, head to Adelaide Comedy and use the code word HAMO. That's double M, not one M. Well, then that would be HAMO. HAMO. H-A-M-M-O. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's how I want you to spell it as well uh, I want you to spell it with an O at the end uh, If you're a subscriber to the Big Squid Patreon You have an episode of the podcast dedicated to you That's one of the bonuses that you get when you sign up And today's shout out goes to Anthony Pride uh, Anthony, thanks for being a subscriber And look, I know you're a science fiction fan and uh, a little bit of information for you. We have uh, quite a few Space Policy episodes coming back very soon. We've already recorded them and uh, there's just been a a few more things that I've been touching base with, like the Severance podcast. Even though it's a a shorter podcast, it's a smaller podcast, it's a a squid bit, as it were. Uh, It takes up a lot of time and it takes up a lot of work. But we have a lot of Space Policy episodes coming your way. And uh, Anthony, just as a little secret for you, because I haven't run this past Ben yet, but after hearing the sad news about Bruce Willis, I'm going to suggest a little 12 Monkeys for further down the track. I rewatched that last year, and I would love to talk about that. And I do have a soft spot for Bruce Willis. So that's something for you to look forward to. Uh, Anthony, once again, thanks for being our Patreon subscriber for the episode. Uh, If you'd like to have an episode dedicated to you and have access to bonus podcasts like the new weekly dispatches from the Fury Road pod, scripts and other extras, head over to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid and you will find a tier that suits you. And if I said that too quickly, that's patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid. All right, enough of that. Let's bring in that cheeky man-child that we all love and adore. It's time for a little bit of Gary. The worst thing about catching up with you at this exact moment is we are recording this 24 hours after... Will Smith decided to slap nine uh, kinds of Sunday out of Chris Rock. And uh, the only question that I'm actually interested in asking you about that is, when, after the moment occurred, did you officially become bored with it? Well, I was not watching it. I was having tacos with my brother and his kids. Right. Uh, 
And so a friend of mine texted me and I and he texted me the the one that was on Japanese TV. I know you guys got the uncensored one, too. Yeah. So you get the, the full one. And it really captivated me all last night. It was because yeah. then because then I was like, OK, I want to watch like the moments around it. And, yeah. you know, I really because it was I mean, it's upsetting because there's so much more outrageous, terrible things taking place today. And outside of just like people keep going like Ukraine, like, yeah, Ukraine is horrible. But even outside, like there are just so many larger tragedies occurring, climates, many just tons of problems. Yeah. Taylor Hawkins died over the weekend. Yeah. I just want to be sad about that. And and so I was trying to resist the gossip feeding frenzy of it as much as I could, you know, really didn't get on social media a lot about it. But last night it did grab my attention. And by the time it was this morning, and and I just and even like and even last night after watching probably about half of the Oscars, you know, you were just kind of like, I, I just I don't want everyone's minutia thoughts on everything. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just what we do with everything. Like in editing, they'd call it frame fucking where it's just like, look, you, you don't you know, it just it's not you don't need to make these tiny adjustments to every moment like this is it's a scene that's done and in this case it's just like look it i i there's a lot you can say and i don't think i the part of the thing that is upsetting about it is that you know yeah i think i think you can definitely make the argument that there is that both people are in the wrong to some extent but the over emphasizing sifting through every bit of minutiae about it and the uh, level of offensiveness at other people's opinions and how people are wrong. And it's almost like blue dress, gold dress, where it's just like, (laughs) you know, I, I, you know, like, except it's an actual moment. So you kind of are just like, you know, okay, let's just move on. And now like everything else, I mean, you're going to see, you know, now the media is going to start to do the thing they do where now that it's no longer interesting, funny, topical or important, they will start to really lean into it and talk about it to the point. So, so my answer, my long answer is this morning is where I went. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of, by the the way, it's, it's, it's a, a room full of the richest people in the world. I mean, the the height of entertainment, which is, you know, not known for having the best character people. And they they were also bullshit. So right. every part of it becomes annoying eventually. Sorry, go ahead. Look, to be honest, the only thing that I think that's really positive that came out of it was I got to look at Lapita Nyong'o just over Will Smith's shoulder for a little bit longer because she looked beautiful and that dress was stunning. So I was just happy to focus on her. Well, that they was should all have nominated out. her for like most demure. <laughs> most demure. I mean, she, she, her, her ability to not fucking lose her mind. I mean, it's almost like have you ever been on? I've I've been on. I've been flying domestically way too much. But when there is tension between passengers, yeah, you're just like, just look ahead. Just don't don't make any <laughs> sudden movements. Just yeah. chill. Look. She was doing the thing where she's like, just 
you're not here. You don't exist right now. Just chill out. Don't freak out. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. Think about the after party that you're going to and how yeah. good you look in this dress. I, yeah, you know, just... You know where I live in Sydney. I live on uh, Elizabeth Street, and that can be a bit yeah. uh, dicey. And I'm very good at, you know what? Some crazies are walking towards me having a heated argument, and I know how to just become mildly opaque, just mildly, just enough that it's almost like they feel a breeze, gently touch their shoulders as I continue well, yeah, on into you, life. <laughs> you you want to not be note. You want to be like I don't notice you. You don't notice me. So they go. Ah, it would be. It's an extra level of effort to distract. <laughs> like I one time at a party uh, that my brother had heard a. A former babysitter of his asked one of his neighbors when the baby was due. And that woman was not pregnant. Amazing. And my brother and my brother and I both took out our phones and we just <laughs> pretended to be doing things on our phone like that. She should have been doing like it was, she was moments away from just taking out her phone and just being like, <laughs> I'm just going to like check my email yeah. right quick. Just like, but I was on my calculator just hitting like four. I was like anything to just sort yeah. of make it. Yeah, look it like, I didn't hear this. Yeah, it would have been perfect if uh, after that moment had passed, your brother had held up uh, his phone and it said Shell Oil and you held up yours and it said Boobless. Like, that is what you were focused on doing at that exact moment. You know what? You it guys have be seen this? Have <laughs> you seen this? It's the numbers turned upside down. They make words. I somehow spelt pregnant out of numbers, which is a shame for the moment. I don't even, I don't even, so strange. Oh, what a disaster. Imagine if Will Smith sense. had done that. Imagine after oh. the joke if he just pulled out his phone and held it up and it said Shell Oil. Yeah. Shell Oil. <laughs> yeah, it, it it was crazy. It was you know, it was it was almost like you know, it was like um it, I I guess Janet Jackson's breast was the last time that it was sort of like this moment in this country when we were all like, Whoa, at a live event. You right. Know? But uh but well, again, it's one of those it's one of those ones where you just go. If if we could get people to care about the climate as much. And again, I'm as I'm as uh, much of a problem as possible because I was like, I want to read what people are saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. These crazy. People, you know, but it it is so unimportant in the, the grand scheme, you know. How uh, have you ever been hit on stage or felt a moment uh, where you thought shit was about to get real? I've had. Um, Sorry, not including I've, with Dave. <laughs> oh, then no, no, <laughs> no. I've uh, no. I've had. I've had tense moments. Um, I've been on stage not by myself, but I did. My friend Steve Byrne um, does this uh, bit at the end of his shows, and there was a guy one time. I think maybe once or twice, two guys tried to kind of get on stage um, during it. Angry guys. Um, and then I did a, a dumb hidden camera show back in the day with my friend uh, Kat. And she it was basically it was called The Real Wedding Crashes. It was terrible. And Kat <laughs> at one point was the, the, the joke was and the bride knew this was coming. But the joke was that Kat wore a, a bridal dress to the bride's wedding. Right. And the bride, again, was in on it. But because a lot of these people fancied themselves actors, the bride sort of took it uh upon herself to up the theatrics and she slapped cat and and i remember cat being you know a shocked be pissed 
But also she was really like emotionally stung and hurt by it because it was just sort of like, you know, it's just really like a, a shocking, demeaning thing to have happen. And right. yeah, I, yeah. But but personally, no, I mean, I've I've had a table of people before and after a show, I've been like, this guy is going to kick the shit out of me. Right. But I've never on stage been like, this man's going to murder me or someone's. What about you? I've been hit with a shot glass, and it was even the worst thing was. To be it was, fair, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I I went too hard. I went too you hard. You went hard. You went you hard know, in the paint. I just thought it was funny to make jokes about Jose, and uh, well, and now you, you learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> get your cats mad. Shot heard around the world. <laughs> Absolutely, put a shot in there instead. Wait, so what happened? Uh, I was doing a sketch show in Adelaide, and the worst thing was it was someone who was finding it really funny, but they were hammered at the front, and they'd been knocking back shots. And I said something where, you know, it was if, – if they didn't have a shot glass, they would have just pointed at me and said, yes, and this person did that, but had a tequila-soaked shot glass in their hand that flew out and sconed me right in the soft part of the head, which is the head. And then uh, when I got off stage, weirdly by chance, it was a gig that my mum was at for some reason. She does not go to many gigs. And we suddenly knew I was concussed when I asked her if she could drive me home. And this is a woman who doesn't drive, let alone own a car. (laughs) Yeah. And then you said after school. Yeah, can you drive uh, me yeah. home after school? Yeah, like, I've well, got my homework to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in a lot of trouble in physics. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, well, that's good too, because I, I was gonna say, like, you certainly don't seem like the kind of performer who would get into you know, there's some comedians who are confrontational and stuff. Right. And, I mean, I think the thing about the Chris Rock thing too is that, you know, a physic a physical appearance joke is not a good call. I mean, it just no. I mean, and he even said as much today. They've both apologized today. But a physical appearance joke, you know, if I was at a show and and there was a a bald woman or even a, a bald guy, I mean, I, I'm I to me, it's like or, you know, any like a any any care, any f- physical flaw, you know, I just to me, it's like I just it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze on that, let alone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Will Smith and, and Jada Jada Pickett Smith, you know? Yeah. But also, it, it, it does feel a little bit like victim shaming as well. Like, it's it's a bad joke, but yeah. <laughs> you can't resort to violence. Like, what is happening no, there's, here? No, there's, that's what I mean. It's like, there's no, there, like, I, you can basically agree with everybody's take. It's just like, yeah, yeah no, you're right, too. It's just yeah. not, it's just, it's just every step of the way, someone should have been like, well, I could change the course of this. Don't you think if that had happened with Ricky Gervais, he would have just, like, gone all English and glass them with the pint that he had alongside him. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I it just, it really, I mean, they just need him to host the Oscars. It, you know, it, the Oscars have been so boring for so long. Yeah. And now they actually do have this moment they've probably wanted for ages, which is a yeah. viral clip that is being shared around the world. Yeah. But you've made a deal with the devil in many ways. One, because it was a, you know, an offensive, violent act. And two, because how the fuck are you going to top this? This right. is there's there's no topping this as far as a shared experience on a boring award ceremony for millionaire actors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my God. Well, also, how are you going to follow up not only something that big, but then also the genius of having P. Diddy be the one who comments on it when he comes out afterwards? <laughs> 
and then Will Smith winning the Oscar for Best Actor. <laughs> Amazing. It's just like, like it gets a standing holy ovation. Shit. Ah, it's just like it was. Honestly, the night should have won Best Screenplay. It original. was quite a best original screenplay. It was quite a bonkers chain of events. It was a twisted turns you could not see coming. Man. He did. He steps in. Yeah, finally. He wins it. <laughs> Maybe we then after send... parties, he's dancing get get to get jiggy with it with the Oscar. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It really does point out uh, that uh, everyone's insane. It feels like the, the, the world is like, this is the year where everything snaps. Because you had this happen on the Sunday. I don't know if you saw in the NBA uh, in the middle of last week, but the Miami Heat coach, Eric Spolstra, <laughs> nearly got into a fist fight with his best player, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> there are all these moments of actual violence kind of occurring. Like, I, I work on the chase, and one of the chasers recently got a question wrong and punched the side of the chair so hard in anger that I could hear it backstage, and I watched the contestants wince like, ooh, that's a bit aggressive. Like, this feels like the year if the cheese was going to slip off your cracker, it's going to slip, and it's going to slip all the way. Well, and these these are these are financially super financially secure people. So, yes. you know, I mean, again, it's like you, you have a no matter how well you're doing, you have a portion of your mind that is devoted to your stress. You know, you have a 20 percent that if it's not money, then it's, you know, well, I have car trouble, whatever it is. But, yeah. y- you know, imagine having act like actual problems, you know, people who are actually struggling. It just it just goes to show the. Yeah, I mean, there there has definitely been a shift um, where people are more worried, more stressed. There's more violence. Fuses are shorter. You know, um, you feel it in this country. And the good thing is everyone here has got a gun. So that's what I yeah. love about being here. <laughs> Thankfully, right? Thank you. Uh, yeah, because now we can protect ourselves against each other. So simple. Yeah. Yeah. How many do you have? I have one. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have one at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I have I have one just to, uh, you know, if like there's six guys at my door just to like get rid of myself on my terms, <laughs> you know, I'm going to deal with this. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be no knee shots here, baby. I'm taking me out. Shoot the hostage. I'll just be like, all right. Then we go in. Let's shoot him in the dick. Oh, no. Break the door. Oh, man. Uh, this this uh, fucking guy. This fucking um, guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. And then I did it wrong. Actually, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it right. Owie. Could you guys help? It's the, it's the end of Fight Club. You're holding your jaw in place. Yeah. Or I shot myself in the dick. I don't know why I did that one. I just wanted to take it off the table for you guys. <laughs> this fucking kill guy. You. Ah, wish I'd known that. Ah. oh god you know that the the oscars event yesterday has made me long for three weeks ago when everyone was debating whether the batman was good (laughs) i want to go back to those happy times they were i was much uh, more comfortable with that or i mean there's so many i I think that all the time i'm always like you know every two weeks we're like man the world got a lot more complicated now you're like every two weeks you know even now i'm like i just fear what's two weeks down the road right you know we're two who what is coming next i mean i just you know it's just like we are a network just it's on sweeps at this point just every two weeks like oh my god this can't get any more complicated and more difficult to deal with 
Well, it, it gets to a point where you're almost like thinking, oh, like Trump was awful, but who's after Trump? Like, I, I feel that yeah. way about our prime minister. Oh, Scott Morrison has been awful. And who's waiting in the wings to up the ante? Oh, we've got we've got a word. We've got. We've either got Trump or a worse Trump coming around the corner to some extent. But Tucker I think, Carlson, you know, Tucker, absolutely. President Carlson. No, I, uh, Ron DeSantis, who's the, the governor of Florida, who is a, right. a total shitbag. But he's not like, you know, he's not this fucking guy who just goes around. is just like, look, you can hit women. They look like horses. Like, it's just like, we don't. he's not that offensive in your face. You know, he, he doesn't say the quiet part out loud all the time. He's not like just the guy with. You know, presidential offensive Tourette's. Um, but I, when when I think back to COVID's beginning, it was Trump was president and he was horribly incompetent, offensive in every way, was a terrible president. But that time seems more simple than this time. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone keeps worrying about technology getting beyond us, and it's like, oh, I think the anxiety is now at a point where, look, th- the way I've dealt with it is, uh, I, you're about the fourth person I've actually spoken to this year. <laughs> that is the way yeah. I cope now. No, I, 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 you know, I went from being a, a reclusive gentleman prior to this to being like, <laughs> you know, like a, a, what I feel like I was a social butterfly when I was just a regular recluse. Right now, it's just like you know. Every I, I mean, yeah, it's just you know. I don't. Pe- friends of mine are living their best lives still, and they think I'm fucking crazy, and, right. and I think they're crazy. But you know, friends are friends, so you've, we're at the point where you kind of have to say to each their own to some extent. But I definitely feel like you know, I um, I am very reclusive <laughs> yeah <laughs> how's that jiving with gigging because you're doing uh, quite a few gigs uh you know because i follow you on instagram i'm seeing uh moments that you're performing all the time how's that feeling i mean it's good it you know performing is not what it was as far you know how it is when you have a gig you have a few beers you you know you can find yourself in um like certain situations that are fun. You can go to a, I mean, even, even going to a bar on your own or even go to the hotel bar for a couple after, you know, I really have fully cut back on all that stuff. And, um, you know, and even flying to gigs fucking sucks now. I mean, it used to suck flying. I was always sucked. Yeah. But at the time we're in now where, you know, you see these people who don't want to wear masks I will compensate for their no mask by wearing two masks and barely taking my two masks off. Then I get to the airport and remove my mask like uh, like Maverick coming out of the fucking Top Gun, <laughs> and um, and that you know I'm like oh my god, and then and then yeah gigs it's you know really so much I, the actual shows are still totally fun yeah and um and you're and I am able to fully focus on doing the show and. It's not like I'm going, I'm contracted to do 45 minutes. I'm going to do 45 minutes. You know, I'll go, I'll still go an hour, 10, hour 15 because I'm enjoying it and yeah, all that stuff. But once it's over, it is. And again, I was, I was not the, the party animal after shows anyway, yeah. but it is pretty much back to the hotel, um, you know, getting your snack foods and yeah. having a little bit of red wine on the solo yeah. and then, um, you know, so it's 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 different. And it's, you know, when you're on stage and you hear someone coughing, 
it's, yeah. It's it's hard for me to not clock it if it happens two or three. I've had a couple of shows where there's like some guy in the front row is just having coughing fits, and I'm just going, the fuck is with this guy? You yeah. know, while I'm talking, doing my act, I'm just going, this son of a bitch. He's just coveting up the stage. Look at yeah. this bastard. I, I preferred it when they were calling me an asshole. Like, I can deal with yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it it's, you know, I mean, I like people in this country and like people in your country. I'm just sort of functioning in the the prison that we have sort of created for ourselves, which is one where, you know, people are not stopping what they're doing. Uh, I have my I've fully blamed the government for not um, creating conditions where people can survive this without their help or putting any safety protocols in place. And so instead of starting the revolution myself, I'm just falling in line and doing my version of the work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the only revolution I'm in is the one that keeps turning around with everyone else. I'll just keep going. That'll be fine. You know, yeah. uh, because I uh, I had a bit of uh, work behind the scenes with stuff last year. So uh, when gigs came back, I didn't go back to them to begin with because I, I just knew there were work. comedians who needed it more than me, right? So it yeah. felt like it would have been churlish to then go and take stage time from someone wow. who actually needed you're, that you're in the wrong business with a heart like that <laughs> it's uh, uh it'll give out soon anyway i uh <laughs> fingers crossed so uh, then yeah. and then i got to a point where i was like i think i'm done i think i'm done with stand-up and really you know what? yeah i'm comfortable with that and then uh the comedy store had a few people pull out due to covid and they needed someone and i went and did the gigs and i've never been more furious at having such a good time on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, that was fun. Well, because you were free. I mean, I always remember reading that about Phil Hartman, that Phil Hartman had basically, he'd give it, he was like on his last two months of being in Los Angeles trying to perform. And then that sort of freed him up to being himself. And he like right. actually enjoyed what he was doing. So what does that mean for you now? Does oh, that I've got mean... A, I've got a run of gigs next week. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. back. <laughs> But it's good. I mean, in a way, you know, it's it's good to at least be open to it because, you know, it it really will. You'll lose it. I mean, you, you'll be able to get it back, but you'll you know, it's it's such a hard thing to start to actually feel good and comfortable on stage. It is so difficult to get to that point. Yeah. That, you know, if you let it go, uh, you know, you never know. It could be that could be it, you know. Well, I, I'd always, uh, you know, not pointing any fingers at anyone, but there's a lot of people who have just kept doing it every night of their lives for 30 yeah. plus years. And they're hard to talk to, those people. Like, they might be happy, good on them, but they are more their on stage persona than they are a human being and it's always yeah. feels like it's a bit on and always looking for an angle. And it means that even when you talk about something that has a bit of depth to it, it always feels like they're trying to work out when is the moment I can drop three good lines that I could possibly use on stage later. Yeah. Now, no very true. No, of course. I mean, of course not. But I mean, you know, the truth is like, I, re I remember the first time that I was, maybe it wasn't the first time, but I think it was the first time I was there for the, the MCIF and um, I'd seen a few shows and I saw your show and I was just like, man, this guy moves quick and is just great. So, you know, that's, you should not, more of you would be more good. of me. All right. Yes. Well, I was ready to let it go, but I will, uh, you know what? You've told me to do it. 
And if yeah. there's anything I will do in this world, it's to make other people happy. So <laughs> I'm ready to go. Ignore <laughs> my own personal growth and gains <laughs> for the opinions of others. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, has you have you seen anything of this new HBO Los Angeles Lakers TV series, Winning Time? I have not. I, I have not seen it. But it, I, yeah, well, looks I'm, great. I want to see it. Oh, it is like having someone who was at an event who has done a lot of cocaine in their life, who is still doing cocaine, telling you the story, and you're sitting there going, I feel like you're pumping up parts of this tale, even though what is at its essence a true story, but I am having a really good time. And that's why that's I wanted cocaine. to bring it up. That's cocaine, right? And yeah. that's... That's the frenetic way that the story's told. But what's fascinating is, and this is the bit that you don't really need to have seen it that, uh, to be able to talk about this, but the fact that they put up the disclaimer that there, oh, there's been some dramatisation to this storyline mm. and we've just kind of, you know, messed around with it a little bit. And there are people who, like uh, the character of Jerry West, who by all accounts is a very shy man and doesn't swear. And in the second episode... He's he's dropping f bombs left, right, and center, and like banging a basketball groupie. <laughs> and I'm curious. <laughs> what I want to know is <laughs> that's John C. Riley, right? No, no, he's the owner, <laughs> Jerry uh, Buss. Oh, no, uh, it's uh, oh. Jason Clark, the Australian actor playing uh, Jerry West. Okay, uh, and and within the confines of the show, so it's fantastic. It could have been an it could have been an ad lib then if he's an Australian. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I, yeah just, I just thought I'd do this as the logo. I put my logo in this lady. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a better NBA logo. <laughs> yeah, instead of the outline of me dribbling, uh, how about an outline uh, of me banging? <laughs> <laughs> but what I want to know is if they were going to make a uh, a TV series about the dollop, what would you like added to your personality that was nothing oh to do Lord. with you? Oh man, um, you know what? I, this okay. This is what I would like because we <laughs> we do these mailbags, uh, like for for Patreon, where we'll answer random questions. And there was even, I was talking to someone recently. I, I had like a meeting with a guy recently, and I get asked still pretty often. What do I know going into the shows? Now, you know, as someone who's done the show, yeah, that you, you know nothing. I mean, we, we, like. we get no, you get no heads. I mean, the one we did today, my reaction, again, I, I mean, I, I think I react largely, which is maybe part of, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just how I am. But the one yeah. today, I was just like, what the fuck? I, when, are you, when are you going to put this podcast out? This will go up the first week of April. Wait, well, hang on. When are you okay. performing at the so Comedy Festival? Uh, the, we start, I, st I get there at like the 17th or 18th. Oh yeah. Yeah. There. So first week of April. To okay. Promote so the, the episode, well, this, this episode, will already be it was about Steven Seagal. Oh, great. And I, I mean, I was like, what the fuck? It's a two parter on Steven Seagal. But anyway, so my point being, you <laughs> Wait know, Wait a second. What? Like, dude, <laughs> was it meant it, to be uh, a two parter or <laughs> I, he halfway through the, first of all, he says, he says that it's he goes Steven Siegel, 
And I go, oh, I thought you were going to say Seagal, but I'm still. And then, it, and then I'm going. And then as he's talking about martial arts, I'm going, this is Steven Seagal. And then halfway through the first episode, he goes, we'll get under that in part two. And I go, part two? What the fuck are you talking about, part two? We're doing a two-parter on Steven Seagal. But, um, but so I would love the embellishment of that a lot of it is actually scripted, that I know a lot of this stuff in advance, so that I'm writing jokes and coming up with stuff. Um, I would like that embellished to some extent. I, you know, I would let's I would add a little bit of drug use. Yeah. You know, something like that. There there have been times where. Um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, where I've like, well, yeah, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like to, I'd like them to add that I was like a, like a, like a bit of a tough guy, like not yeah. not afraid to take off the belt in a back alley and like beat up someone who really had it coming, you know? Yeah, I like the idea that maybe you like you you hit Dave at some point, like drunk after a show, you like wallop Dave, <laughs> and you said and you go, that's my show called the Wallop. And then we hard cut to you the next day and you and I are hanging out and you're like icing your fist. And I go, you don't remember that? And you go, no. Oh, man. You know what I I'm had like. Two bottles of, I had two bottles of cab. <laughs> and I went nuts. I went nuts. I got, yeah, I cabbed out again. I cabbed out. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be kind of nice. And, uh, you know, they'd have to get someone to play me who would be, you know, physically impressive. So I'd be up for that as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I want that too. Yeah. I'll, how about this? I'll I'll play you, uh, and then and then you. I mean, maybe we or maybe oh, we'll I'll just play, play each other. I was just gonna say we could true west it. We'll play each other. I'll play Great. you. You play me. You, you you get to wear glasses, and I get to have a cheeky mustache. Yeah, <laughs> you can cheeky's being very generous, pervy, no, no. No. creepy. No, what's pervy about it? I mustache a, is just pervy. A mustache is a pervy move in general. I reckon it depends on who the pervert is wearing it. Well, I, it's me. And uh, it's very pervy <laughs> when it's this close. Like, because I just shaved it in when it's this closely yeah. skin to stash is when it's very. When you get a little bit of the, like, um, you know, uh, like tombstone -y stubble. Yeah, that's when it sort of kind of balances out nice. When you have it like this, you definitely look like you either mow lawns or try to give people candy in vans. Right, right. Or have a few too many opinions on a topic you've only been listening to for two minutes. Oh, you know, Joe Rogan thinks, yeah, that I like say that a lot. 
<laughs> I was what listening would... to Rogan. You could get high off a toad. Oh man, Joe Rogan hasn't that been entertaining? Like it is, uh, it, it it is a topic that comes up at the weirdest times. Like once again, one of the guys who works uh, on the crew at the chase, just I'll be standing there watching something, and then suddenly he'll be alongside me saying, "Do you know what Joe Rogan said this week?" And I'm like, "No." And is is he saying that? And like, it's great, or he's like oh, confounded by it. Nah, he loves it. And because I'm a comedian, he figures I want to know. Yeah. I mean, that's that's part of it. I remember there, there's a great George Carlin bit about um, the Ten Commandments. And in it, he basically condenses the commandments down to three commandments. And then at the end, he says, um, "I will, and if you've made those the commandments, I'd be okay with leaving them in front of a courthouse as long as you add one extra commandment which is keep thine religion to thyself. Right. And and that is, you know, anything that popular does take on this sort of religious nature to it. And, you know, I mean, that's, that is what it is now a little bit, is it's just like so many people knowing just enough to talk about and talking about it forever. And right. I think, ro, ro, and, I, and I'm not, I, I'm not, I, I fully believe and support in freedom of fucking speech and that, you know, that Joe Rogan is not as big of a problem as maybe people say he is. But that being said, you know, sometimes the people who want to talk about it, you're like, buddy, you just you listen to a podcast. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's very much uh, uh, especially during it was it was bad before lockdown, but after lockdown, when people had more time to sit with things and listen, and then yeah. become instant experts, is like I'm even noticing it with things that are in just genuinely unimportant, but people talking about Formula One, like there are oh, yeah. a lot of people talking about Formula One who watched the Netflix special who have some firm yeah, right. views on the history of it. A Netflix special will fuck you up, making <laughs> you think you know so much. It yeah. really will. You you will, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of ones that I've watched where, you know, all of a sudden you're just like, well, you know what they're, uh, what they're doing that for? You know, it's just yeah. like, and, and, and the ones recently are uh, just uh, not great. Yeah. That and, uh, uh, just women, women getting swindled by you know, uh, it's I mean whatever. But it is it they you watch these things, you read an article. It's just been like that for too long. Whereas it used to be you read a book, and yeah. then you were like, oh, I actually have a lot of thoughts on this. Now it's just like, uh, you know what they said. Yeah, <laughs> I read a tweet about it the other day. <laughs> I'm good. I'm pretty good at it now. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. I watched a movie. I'm ready to fly this plane. I'm ready to. I go. I watched the fictional movie about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Is Is there anything uh, that is actually exciting you at the moment? Is there anything that's like your happy place when things are stressing you out that you're getting to? Um. Well, I've been listening to a lot of audio books, and those just kind of further stress me out. You know, the <laughs> there's a couple things. Um, yeah. I. Well, first of all, the I I do like these four-part Netflix series that are just useless. Um, 
you know, I watched The Tinder Swindler. Right. And then I watched Bad Vegan. Right. And they're pretty stupid, honestly. Yeah. But they are also like they they keep you going. So stuff like that I enjoy. Um Dope Sick is a show that I, I would imagine it's there about the Sackler family and Oxycontin, yeah. which in this country just became a, a full on epidemic. Right. Um, that is a great TV show, but that's a stressful show. Yeah. That show is like you're getting pissed. It's like it's dollopy to me where I'm just I'm watching it just going these motherfuckers, you know. Right. Um, the show that I watch and this is sad. The show that I watch that just is junk food for my brain and just fully allows me to disconnect and just be like, ah, no thinking is occurring in my brain is below deck. That It's a dumb show. It's about people who work on super yachts for the super rich, and it is just service industry catnip, not – really low stakes and that show I mean, it's coming it's on tonight and i th i and i honestly you know i mean that i i i thought and i this happens every other week where it'll be like a friday and i'll be like ooh below deck monday and i'm like <laughs> what is wrong with you sir and that show is just comfort food it's just it's just mashed potatoes straight down the middle but but most people think it's dog shit with just cause. But that show tickles me. I don't what, know what it is. What 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 would a seventeen year old Gareth think about you watching this? Man, I mean, this is I, this is a dumb question I, I ask myself I, a lot. <laughs> I think we would want to kick each other's asses. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I think he'd want to kick my ass, and I would be furious at him trying to judge me. I'm him who, with knowledge and experience, and I'll beat yeah. the fuck out of him. Yeah, no, and I would right. ruin him. I wouldn't yeah. ruin him. Yeah, there's much more strength than there used to be. Yeah, you've got older man strength. Fuck him up. Older, yeah. yeah, I've got a mustache. Like, yeah, you know, just grab his long blonde hair and just throw him into a parked car. You know? Oh yeah, I would. I would. I would smash on with a young hammo without a doubt he'd be looking at me going why haven't you achieved all the things we were going to achieve and i would be just slapping him around saying you just don't get it you piece of what shit. if what if you and i had the opportunity to do this together and we're just getting rocked by 17 year old us <laughs> it turns out just we were much tougher mercilessly yeah we're we're gas well i remember one time i saw a friend of mine who used to be able to seriously fight in high right. school like beat the sh I saw him beat the shit out of like it, we'd pull him off of guys and then I saw him one night drunk pick a fight and just get rocked and he Rock. was, it was like it was like watching an athlete realize they could no longer play the sport and it right. was and and I mean a lot of it was just he was older and he was exhausted yeah so I could see us potentially getting our fucking asses kicked that look on Tyson's eyes as he's going down to bust yeah, the yeah, right. roof, just like, oh, what happened to me? Bang! What if I, what if I start holding you for seventeen-year-old you and seventeen-year-old you and seventeen-year-old me and me are beating? We team up against you. You're like, hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. I'm just trying to survive these two. They're kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably a good, good move on your behalf. Like, I'm a bit 
on one hand emotionally shattered, but intellectually yeah. I respect it as as a move. Yeah, that that's what I'd need you. You know, I've gone the uh, opposite in this uh, current stage, and th- and this is very similar to what happened when, uh, you know, after September 11 as well. I doubled down on the angst in a weird way. Like, I go towards the angst. So the war right. in the Ukraine happens, and this was a genuine thought in my head. It's like, well, now is the time to finally watch HBO's Chernobyl and listen to the podcast and read a biography about Oppenheimer. Yep, this is the time uh, to really dig into this. Uh, it's scary shit, right? The Oppenheimer yeah. stuff is crazy. It's a crazy story. It's it's a fascinating story from, you know, you think a story about a physicist and you're like, yeah, but the lead up, what happens during the war, all the mistakes that are made in just simple conversations that lead to the McCarthy era lockdown, uh. the, the ability to you know, quote, you know, the, the Hindu line of uh, I've become the destroyer of worlds when you're looking at a at an atomic bomb going off for the first time. Like, I just can guarantee I would have been a lot more inarticulate than that. I The McCarthy stuff is also so crazy in this country because we are going through it again. Yes. We're going through a different version of it, but we are completely reliving it and... There's just not like, you know, when you when you actually watch like the McCarthy stuff watching, first of all, you can tell it's just it's just what we deal with now, which is it's just a politician's ego play. Yeah. And and it's successful enough where he's like, well, why? Why would I take my feet away from the fire that's warming them? Yeah. And then the tide starts to turn and then it really just drops so quickly. And. And, you know, and then, I mean, his legacy is one of total horseshit and he's, you know, vilified justly. But this country is redoing McCarthyism on a level that it's totally unaware of. And yeah, um, it's shocking. Well, it's amazing that nobody seems to really be that interested in history. I mean, I'm a great example. I mean, that's what our (laughs) podcast is basically based on, you know, (laughs) like. Yeah. I mean, I, I very much believed what I was taught in school was was the important stuff. And then the older you get, the more you just go, oh, my God, there's this 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 woman went viral with a um, explain in this country, explaining what German students learn about the United States. Right. And and one of the the last lines in the German textbook about the United States is basically how, you know, part of the problem with the United States is they think they're the most enlightened country while being like one of the dimmest, essentially, is the, the right. you know, lack of exactly how she put it. But and it's just like, yeah, this this is the country that walks around going, all right, where's the next bad guy to beat up? And it's like, yeah, man, we need that mirror moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the thing that's been once you get uh, past the absolute fear of what's happening in the Ukraine, uh, there's a lot of fascinating things that are coming out, such as uh, discovering the uh, propaganda that the Putin government has been force-feeding the Russian people for the last decade, which is that over in America, Americans want to take away your way of living and they want to do this to you and they want to do that to you. <laughs> and it's like most people in America don't think of Russia at all. Yeah, well, I mean, they there is a definite skew of paranoia in this country about what Russia is going to do to us, 
you know, but yeah, I, I, I look, the thing that's going on right now, I think is finally making some people recognize the, the realities of what could happen, but there's still too many people who are, you know, going like the good thing about a nuclear war. And I'm not saying it's great, but it would be, you're just going, man, what the fuck? Like, you know, we are, we are at a major tipping point and to watch the, the Twitterization of how we process nuclear war really is shocking. Yeah. You know, to watch to watch people be like, nuclear war got me all, whoa. And you're like, no, it's not the time for a gif. We should not no. be fucking gifing, memeing right now. Yes. That, this is not the time to be reducing it to a, a, a flippant comment as you move forward. The, it's, it's not the Will Smith slap. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's bigger. Yeah, I, I was enjoying uh, at the beginning of the war just watching people uh, write things on uh, social media like, look, this might be inappropriate, but Zelensky, he's really hot, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> I know, like, I know. He's fighting for his life. He's fighting for his I country's know. life. And you're thinking, ah, the next Bachelor, he'd be good. Gonna, he'd be really oh, good. man, man. I mean, he would you, be good. I, I want to <laughs> fuck Zelensky like Russia's fucking over those people. I, and again, my heart goes out to all of them. But man, I would just fuck that vest right off him. Right. He, uh, I didn't like everyone got excited when they discovered that he was a comedian. And because uh, that yeah. gave everyone an opportunity to give their two cents on who they think would have, which comedian they think would be terrible for running our country. Uh, it seemed to be a consensus down here that it was Dave Hughes. But. Uh, <laughs> But the other thing, <laughs> don't worry, it's okay to say Dave's name because yeah, he, he knows that someone's mentioned his name and he's, he's rapped that someone's talking about him. <laughs> yeah, he gets a residual. He get, yeah, he gets two cents. It's literally yeah. two cents worth. But the um, uh, I didn't know that he has his own TV production as well, ran his own TV production. So that's why a lot of his stuff is uh, so concise and well thought out right. and well shot. <laughs> he... He's got production value. No, yeah, there's a, there's certainly a political savvy nature to him, you know. Now, with all the with all the reading and watching you're doing on the history of the atom bomb and Oppenheimer and those things, what is that? How is that contextualizing in today's climate? Like, what is that? Well, it it's weird because it feels like I'm engaging with it on my terms. It does that make right. sense? So it's like yeah. this is all terrifying. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to engage with this in a way that I'm in control of this moment. And Knowledge then, is power, right? And then I'll even shit out by watching a coked up version of the story of the Los Angeles Lakers from the eighties. Right. Yeah, well, you need the palate cleanse. See, that's what below deck is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I spend a I'll spend a lot of time just watching or you know reading about crazy shit. Yeah, and then I'll just be like, uh, you know, then on a Thursday I'll be like, just four more days until I watch. I get to watch part two of <laughs> serving those pompous people, and then after they're done cleaning the super yacht, after they serve the pompous people, they all get to go out in Mallorca for shots. <laughs> and they're probably going to hook up with each other because they're in their twenties and thirties. Is is there a is there yeah. a favorite character? Is there a favorite person that you? Well, Justin, listen. I mean, the truth is, there's there's below deck Mediterranean, right? There's I think the other one's just called below deck, and then there's below deck sailing yacht. And right now, I'm on below deck sailing yacht. This is pathetic. Right. Again, I'm fully aware of how pathetic this is. Um, you know, there's I mean. If I had to pick a favorite, 
it would probably be Gary, and I recognize as I say that the absurdity of uh, my choice of character name. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's just there. He likes to get the drunkest. Yeah. And he hooks up a lot. He's good TV. So I'm, I'm in. Yep. Yeah, do you see yourself in Gary? <laughs> no. I mean, or, or is it wishful? Is it in a pre in another universe? That's me. I I think it's I think it I think Gary, who's probably thirty two. You know, yeah. There's I I'm I remind I I'm reminded of some of my own uh, exploits. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> living the yeah, dream. For sure. Yeah, over uh, time for sure. Well, when when you get here, we'll uh, we'll relive some of your best moments on catching the while catching the manly ferry. So so you can uh, feel like you're a part of it. Oh, uh, just be like, God, we're so stressed out. These people down, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> Gosh, come on, guys. We got to do this now so we can party later. <laughs> when do I get a shirt? <laughs> are we wearing our reds or our blacks? What should we wear? God, these people. I'll go wash the hull. Just someone tell me what it is and where it is. In the meantime, we've already docked wash. on the other side of the of the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to the sail. You know yeah. what I mean? So we got to tonight. I think we do champagne first because we got to yeah. celebrate police. See, yeah. I, it's always a smart move. Start with champagne and then, you know, get those bubbles in and then move on yep. to the good stuff. Uh, bubbles. All right. Where, where, can, uh, where are you performing uh, in uh, Australia and, and what, what are your oh, tour boy. dates? Is that, is that too much to ask oh, you? Because you're doing solo shows as well, aren't you? It's an offensive question, obviously. Uh, I am. Right. Uh, in Australia, we will be um, uh, the 19th in Melbourne, the 20th in Adelaide, the 24th in Melbourne, the 27th in Brisbane, the 29th in Sydney, the 30th in Canberra, the 1st in Sydney, and the 3rd in Perth. And then, yes, Justin, you are right. I will be doing uh, a slew of solo dates. Um, whoops, I went to... Isn't it great when you go to your own website and you're like, God, I'm a real douche. Um, <laughs> April 21st. Uh, now, Fullerton. That's... Fullerton. Is that Adelaide or Perth, basically? That could be Adelaide. I think it's Adelaide. So yeah. I'll be in Fullerton um, April 21st. April 22nd, I'll be in Melbourne. The 23rd, I'll be in Melbourne. The 4th, I'll be in Northbridge. Now, that one's Perth. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Then I'll be in... Then May 5th, I'll be in Brisbane. Then May 6th, I'll be in Sydney. May 8th, I'll be in Canberra. Um, yeah, and you can go to GarethReynolds.com for ticket information or DollopPodcast.com for uh, dollop ticket information. And you if, and I are going to have a hang somehow. Absolutely. We are definitively having a hang. Are you, are you, are you going out? What are you, what are you doing? What is your deal? Well, like, I'll either be in my apartment okay. or wherever you are. But on on the regular, are you? Do you go out? Are you going to bars and pubs and stuff? Uh, like I probably uh, I've got a couple of friends that I'll go out for a drink here or there. Uh, may I kind of prefer going to a restaurant to be honest. It feels a little yeah. bit more controlled and a little bit more, yeah. you less know, packed. A little less packed. You know, I had a I've had a lot of friends going to things that were, um, you know, lots of people. And uh, yeah. I, I'm not afraid to go to the cinema because we're all sitting there looking forwards. But, uh, you know, all my friends who went to Mardi Gras and, uh, you know, 
who have a lot of uh, COVID now. <laughs> I'm like, really? Yeah, I might miss that. Yeah, yeah. I have a few who went and all suddenly got COVID. So I'm trying to be, you know, choosy as to where I hang. Yeah, it's. Have you? You haven't had COVID. No, no, no. So I got. Um, I went back to Adelaide at the end of December. Had my third jab. Uh, just yeah. went, got it done. Eight days later, caught up with one of uh, a good friend of mine that I have not seen in years. Uh, hung out with him all day. Went to his sister's house with him. Had dinner. Shared a couple there of jays with him. I had not smoked pot in years. Had some pot. Went back home. Found out the next day that he had COVID. Double masked. Uh, lathered myself in disinfectant, went straight to the airport, flew back to Sydney, went into uh, isolation, got tested, didn't have COVID. So now, so that's since I'm going to live forever, like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm when I have a bath, if I want toast, I cook it next to the bath. If I can't get it out, I use a knife. I make sure all right. the candles are lit next to the billowing curtains. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just, yeah, you can ride, you can live on the edge, no problem. Whatever. Well, uh, Luke, my buddy who was there with me the last time <laughs> yes. uh, when I was doing stand-up, right? you'll remember when we, we, <laughs> we also got nice and high, and he was holding his beer like a contorted Statue of Liberty, spilling it on himself for whatever reason. He revealed to me that he believed himself to be immune for a couple of close calls, and I was like, listen, you are not the golden child you think you are. He's like, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. Somehow I'm just coasting away, not not getting it, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, no. But yeah, I mean that's that's what I think when I perform. I am like, you know, thankful and shocked that I have not yet had it knock on wood, but am also aware that I am putting myself in the danger zone. I the only time I've shared a joint since all this went down was when right after the first round of, you know, vaccines with the two doses and I went to Hawaii where you had to have a negative COVID test. Right. And they had no they had no COVID when I went there. And uh and I while I was there the people were very generous with their weed and I did share a couple of joints there. But since then I have just not I mean, there's just certain things that I'm like, you know, to me they're just not things I'm gonna do for a while. One is one is share joints. It's uh, bummer. I- can't believe I did it. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah, because know, it's yeah. an old friend. It was like not yeah. even thinking. And it was like, yeah, whatever. And then when he had it the next day and, man, the self-loathing <laughs> that oh. I went through that morning was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I I know it. I know the I know that, that feeling as well where you go, yeah. I just put myself, you know, because the truth is if you are going to get it, whatever you did is, in my opinion, not going to be worth it. Yeah. So, however, just like everything else, you are going to try to hedge your bets and get as much out of life as you possibly can because we're so right. fucking starved for actual, you know, pleasure and enjoyment. Um, so when you do kind of poke your head up and have these moments, it's like, it's different. There is a there is a savoring factor to all this because, I, I mean, and there's a lot of people who disagree. The stuff that I read is like, you know, this is not, no matter how much we will the extinction of this thing, that's just, uh, for some reason, it doesn't seem to believe in us that way. So. Yeah. Well, you, you, know, yeah. you know what we've become. We've all, uh, as a society, we've all become those men and women who 
went to primary school, went to high school, got high achievements, went straight into study, studied for like six or seven years, never went out, got married, got a mortgage, had kids, and then at the age of 28 said, you know what, I wouldn't mind going to a pub one day, and they fucking lose control after two beers, and they're just yelling, let's get tattoos, let's go fucking nuts, and you're like, what just happened? And that's how it feels across the board. You know, I I went to, one of the things I did was I went to a wedding, and and I went to a wedding, and I took some mushrooms at the wedding, and I was the (laughs) only person wearing a mask. And and I took mushrooms at the wedding and I drank at the ceremony. Right. And I'm a vegetarian and there was not a lot of food and I got fucking hammered. Right. Like to the point where I was just like, this is not the behavior of a grown man. Like I reverted to some sort of childlike state of I don't know what alcohol does to me. Yeah. And the combination of mushrooms yeah. pent up uh, pining for enjoyment um combined with just no vegetarian snacks during the hors d'oeuvre portion of the wedding yeah (laughs) and a little bowl of pasta and it was put me in the oven because i was fucking cooked and yeah and i almost that's all i almost went like i'm going back in retirement i i'm not meant for the outside world i just i shouldn't be at events or parties you know but i don't know well it'll be good to see you it'll be good to even just drink some red wine in your place or whatever we do Mate, the good thing is is that nobody recognised that it was you since you were the only one wearing a mask. They were probably thinking, fuck, that guy can't cope with how he's uh, carrying on. No? Well, you know, I was trying to make uh, you feel better. Well, no, and it's very nice of you, but no, unfortunately. <laughs> there, was, there were actually there were a couple things. One was I wore a maroon suit, which to me did not seem crazy. But when I got there, people were like, whoa, crazy suit. And I was like, crazy suit? This is a regular suit to me. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> but the other thing was... The other, this is the other thing, okay? So, I, I, now, probably three days after the wedding, I was on Instagram, and a, a person, the person who kind of helps me run my social media forwarded me a message from my Instagram, uh, a direct message from a guy, and he goes, hey, man, it was awesome talking to you at the wedding and all this stuff, um, you know, like, I know you were pretty hammered or whatever, but still, it was really like a pleasure and all this stuff. And and then he mentions ice cream, and then I just go, wait a fucking minute. And then it all comes back. It, it wasn't like a, <laughs> I don't remember this at all. It was like, oh, I just needed to really look through the file cabinet to access this memory. But drunk, they had ice cream people there. And I'm I'm, at this point, I'm trying to get like, it's like, the food is basically like a person chasing a runaway train. Like, there's yeah. no way that it's actually going to get to where it's going at the same time. But still, I'm like, look, I'm hauling ass. So this guy has this guy runs this ice cream stand with these delicious ice cream sandwiches, and I don't I don't remember if I initiated or he did. But at one point, he he voice clocked me, and he just goes, "Are you Gareth from the Dollop?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh man, I you know love the show and all this stuff." And I'm I'm just on shrooms drunk eating his ice cream like i'm you know like like how a child would and we're just talking and and i'm just i'm kind of just going like man i'm pretty fucked up you know oh it's cool and i'm going man if you ever need tickets for anything you know you let me know oh man it'd be great you know he's talking to me about episodes and stuff i'm going yeah and none of it actually clicked until like i read the direct message two or three days later i was like oh yeah yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> and now he lives with you. <laughs> now he's my now he's my, now he's my caretaker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> well, listen, it's a, that's how you end a story. You got to have a big you got to have a big ending. And uh, now we're dating. So uh, there you go. Big bang boom. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I cannot wait for you uh, to get here. Uh, when you see Dave, can you put your hand a little bit too softly on his arm and say that's from me? Yes. Yeah. I, I would appreciate that. For a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it there for a while. I haven't seen Dave in physical form in, in months either. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So when I do, I'm going to be there's a lot of catch up touching, but I'll make sure you get one of them. Just a little one. Yeah, when, yeah, when, no, when, I know. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, when it seems ready for you. Not the forearm, the bicep. Like, yeah. So it's certainly, yeah, I get it. I just know, in I'll that soft it. part. It, right. <laughs> yep, just a little soft part. Like, kind of like I'm almost trying to link arms, but it's just a little hand on the inside of the bicep. Just just a tiny little finger just wrapped around a little bit too far onto poke, the inside. Poke, poke two or three fingers in. Yep. Let, the, let the skin there make the choice, and then I'll just, when he looks at me strange, I'll go, that's from him. That sounds perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Gareth for dropping by and make certain that you catch his latest shows with uh, Dave Anthony. The Dollop is touring and also check out Gareth's solo work as well. Also, a big thank you to Anthony Pride for being our Patreon subscriber for the episode. If you'd like to join, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore Big Squid and you can access all the bonus podcasts, scripts, etc. that are over there. Uh, Also, uh, if Money's a bit tight at the moment and it is a tough time in the world and you'd like to contribute to the podcast, a top review at Apple Podcasts is always welcome or even just word of mouth if you'd like to share this podcast with people so they know that we're here and they would like to listen. That's the best way to get it out there. The algorithms that are set up work against you people. So word of mouth is something the algorithms cannot control. So that is always appreciated. Next week, I reckon there's going to be three podcasts for you. Three. Well, four. If you subscribe to Patreon, then you'll get the dispatches from the Fury Road. But definitely three. Most probably three. I'm pretty certain it'll be three. Uh, We're going to cover the Severance finale. That'll be on Monday. And then we will have a new Pass the Amel podcast with Garth Jones, where we look back at famous Osploitation movies. And then we haven't had Ben Elwood on for a while, and he is returning with our Deep Dive Director series. We are covering David Lynch this season, and the film that we're going to be looking at is Wild at Heart. Uh, Wild at Hearts next week. We've already uh, recorded the Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, and uh, if if you're a Twin Peaks fan, uh, that one's worthwhile uh, keeping an eye and an ear out for as well because I have a whole new theory that has developed about Twin Peaks and I share it on that very episode and it suffice to say I reckon I blow Ben's mind in a good way but first it'll be Wild at Heart which is such a wonderful film we had a really good time with that so that's all next week let's finish today's episode with a quote from Terry Pratchett And uh, the reason I've gone to Terry is Gareth is a cat lover. I love cats. And so I was thinking about uh, Jose. And I was thinking about how I have pet envy. I'm not allowed to have pets here. And uh, 
So I thought, well, let's have a little cat quote. And Terry Pratchett was the first person I thought of. Pratchett said, In ancient times, cats were worshipped as gods. They have not forgotten this. What a perfect quote. Until then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.